Raiders six and a half point favorites on the live line. Minus 120 to jump on Vegas at home with the seven touch seven point lead. Uh, total in the game, 34 and a half. As far as the props, not great for the star players so far. Uh, Jacoby Myers, though, that was a good look. He so far in this game has four receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown on five targets. Michael Mayer also has two grabs, 39 yards. Devontae Adams, weird. Only one reception, one target for 12 yards. What do you think's going on? Maybe just not healthy. Maybe just like eh, Jair kind of doing his job a little bit. I got to go back and watch this game. It's kind of right. tough, uh, especially when you got basketball preseason stuff going on. Jordan Love, 7-12 passing tonight, 56 yards. I don't know that he's going to throw the ball 10 yards down the field. If I was Matt LaFleur, I'd probably advise he at least attempts to push the ball down the field because the 4.7 air yards nonsense Makes me want to swear and rip my hair and eyeballs out at the same time. It's awful to watch, and I feel sorry for anybody watching this product tonight. Jordan Love does have two carries for 36 yards. A.J. Dillon, for whatever reason, has eight carries for 28 yards. He's literally averaging three yards per carry. They continue to run him into loaded boxes, usually on first downs on a draw play. It's not a very good look. They tried Patrick Taylor. He uh, lost three yards on his one rushing attempt, so probably not a better look. No. Uh, Josiah DeGuara. You're probably wondering who the hell's that. Former Cincinnati Bearcat. He has one reception for 19 yards. Ben Sims, you're probably wondering who the hell's that. So am I. He has a catch for 12 yards. And then it's Luke Musgrave with two grabs. Jaden Reed, still one reception for seven yards. Christian Watson, your best offensive player, has one catch for six yards. And is Romeo Dobbs out there tonight? Or haven't seen him at all. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't either. So not great from Matt LaFlower in the one Green target. Bay Packer offense. The casuals blaming Joe Barry on the defense. I think they've actually kind of held their own, especially because Jordan Love's played such ridiculous football and he's turned the ball over that they've been gifted short fields tonight as well. So not great for the Packers, but what do you know? Uh, Diamondbacks up 3-0 on the Dodgers. That game's in the second inning. Live Nuts. total 10.5. I bet the under at 7.5, so why wouldn't it be? Uh, Dodgers minus 350 on the money line. Dodgers plus 250 if you think they got to come back in them. Earlier on... Braves rallied from behind. At one point in that game, they were uh, plus 700 on the money line, and they won that thing outright. Although it was a, uh, it was a, it was a sweat all the way down to uh, the finish with Nick Castellanos sending one to the wall. In that to the one. window. I can't to believe that Green Bay has three points in this game, and that Jordan Love looks this bad tonight. But we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about some things that made me happy this weekend. And we've hit on some of these games, so. Let's go back and talk about really quickly here the Indianapolis Colts and what to do with them moving forward because they win yesterday, big win. They moved. They're a game above 500 now, three and two on the season. But Anthony Richardson gets knocked out of the game, and yep. he's most likely going to miss at least a month, which is huge if you have Anthony Richardson rookie of the year tickets or if he's your fantasy football quarterback like myself. But at least with the Colts, you do have a reliable backup. Gardner Minshew yesterday, 11 of 14 passing, 155 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. But he looked pretty good, and the Colts win 23-16 over the Titans. Are you buying into the Colts at all now with Jonathan Taylor back? He only had six carries for 18 yards, but Zach Moss looks like the real deal. 73 touches for 165 yards on the ground and two tutties. Yeah, I think the uh, the thing that's been curious to me is they've just found ways to win in games where you wouldn't think that they would, and last year they didn't, right? So against the Titans... That's a team that's just as pesky as them, too, yeah. right? So I actually like this version of the Colts. They found a way to get Zach Moss really, really actively involved in the offense, even when JT comes back. I like them. I mean, I don't know that they're a team that I would bet on to win the division, 
But if you can get them as dogs on a week-to-week basis, I think especially at home, even with Gardner Minshew, yeah. you have to at least explore it. Well, I mean, like, the offense, really creative, which I think, like, a lot of us expected coming into this season. And now even without Anthony Richardson, uh, Gardner Minshew steps in, and they don't really change anything. You know, even though they're kind of different quarterbacks, obviously they're not the same. Anthony Richardson, he's got to learn how to slide and get out of bounds. I know he's big, and he, he's like the uh, Cam Newton-like prototype, you know what I mean? But, like, way too many injuries here early on. I know it's his rookie season, but uh, hopefully he gets back on the field soon. Because he was playing pretty well, 9-12 passing, 98 yards in that game, and he also had uh, two carries for five yards. Zach Moss, though, man, like I said, 23 carries, 165 yards. Now it's going to be interesting to see how they get Jonathan Taylor involved in the offense, but they have a really good offensive line, top five right now, defense playing pretty solid. I still like the Jags in the South, though, as far as the AFC. Um, Think about this, though, too. Remember we talked last year about how bad the offensive line was uh, for the Colts. They had just a down year. Yeah. We, yeah. we thought that they were. A lot of injuries, but yeah. And Jonathan Taylor, I'm, real, I'm really interested to see how he plays with a full workload because if you look at him statistically last year, he has a lot of big games, kind of a boomer bust situation for him. But we talked about this last year is his yards after contact was really bad. Yeah. So if – if he doesn't end up becoming the type of beast that he was two years ago, is it just going to be a split carry situation for him and Zach Moss? And the, you paid him all that money. It's funny because they paid him finally, and then Zach Moss goes off again, and it's like, eh, it's probably why you don't pay a running back. But, um, hey, more weapons for them, the better probably, especially now that they're going to be without their starting quarterback for a couple weeks here. We are here for this game, but I still can't get over the fact. I, I took the Bears, but the fact that they won that game 40-20, to 20, is just crazy. Justin Fields looks so damn good. DJ Moore, three straight games where he's won over 100 yards receiving. He had eight receptions for 230 yards, three touchdowns. My question, if you had to pick one of these teams to finish last in the NFC North, would you go with the Bears or the Vikings? Now the Vikings are going to be without Justin Jefferson. Who's in better shape? Like, Can the Bears go on a run? Do you feel better about them or the Vikings? I feel better. they're meeting each other this week. I feel better about the Bears. Here's why. Me too. I think there's just more more players, more stakeholders in this mix that have their jobs on the line. And you've got Justin Fields, who a lot of people are wondering whether he's even a a starting quarterback, right? Whether the Bears with with two first-round picks are going to end up figuring out a way to get a a guy like Caleb Williams. Like, are they going to replace? There's a lot of chatter about whether they're going to replace Justin Fields. He needs to continue to put his foot on the gas. And last week's performance against the Commanders, really, really good. And then you've got Eberflus, Whose his head's been on the chopping block since season one of Game and Thrones. Yeah. So he's somebody who you have to watch out for as well. So as for the Vikings, they've been sort of running on steam. Now you have an injury that you can use as a sta- scapegoat. You're kind of starting to rebuild next year anyway because you know you're not going to keep Kirk Cousins around. So you're probably going to have a young quarterback. So for me, what's the incentive for the Vikings? There feels like none. Right. I know. If I'm the Vikings, I want to blow that whole thing up. Because yeah. the NFC North also, like, you're watching this game tonight. Hate to say this, I'm not fully sold on Jordan Love. Like, are you fully sold on the future of the Green Bay Packers? Even Matt LaFleur, yeah, you won 13 games, three consecutive seasons with Aaron Rodgers. This tonight looks like nonsense, man. And I get you got to work with the straps you're given, and A.J. Dillon and Patrick Taylor are your running backs. But, again, I've seen nothing creative. No pre-snap motion. Christian Watson, one target. Like, get him involved. Give him an end around or something. He runs a 4-3-40. It, it don't make sense. So um, if, I'm the, if I'm in the NFC North, I just want to suck for two years because, like, the Lions are solid right now, but Ben Johnson's going to get a head coaching gig. Is Jared Goff, like, the long-term answer? 
Uh, I don't know about all that. How old is Jared Goff? He is now 28, I want to say, Jared Goff. Well, then Goff. he's got a lot of room left in the tent. I think they stick with Jared Goff. They, they want to get one more year They want to get something one? done with him. Oh, he yeah. is 28, exactly. Yeah. How about that? Um, October 14th, Jared Goff's birthday. So he will be turning 29, people forgetting, just under a week. See, you learn something new every night here on BetMGM tonight. I learned yeah, tonight not to bet on the Green Bay Packers the rest of the season. Uh, so, yeah, next year is his last year, and he's an unrestricted free agent after next year. So, yeah, I think they're going to give him an extension this year. You've got one of the top offenses in the league. You've got a defense that's coming around. You're going to win the division. You're the team now that everybody's excited about for probably the next, I don't know, half decade. Unless you want to make it Hendon Hooker season soon. I don't think they do. No, I mean, yeah. It would be funny, though, if they paid Goff, like invested in him, and then in like two years had buyer's remorse like the Rams. Maybe they do a short-term deal like they did with Daniel Jones and the Giants. Goff's good with the right play caller. He's a very, like, and that's the difference between, like, NFL quarterbacks. There's good quarterbacks. There's terrible quarterbacks. Then there's elite quarterbacks. You know what I mean? And Jared Goff's a good quarterback. Still trying to figure out what these two guys are. Is Jared Goff better than Dak Prescott? I'm going to say no still, but I know, like, we're getting what close have you done to the for question. me lately? We're getting uh, close to where the question deserves to be asked, It's a tough we? day to be a Dak supporter. Uh, it is. It Dakota really is. Rain. I was asking myself last night why I'm a Dak supporter. It's really getting hard to defend Dak uh, as well. But, yeah. That was, the picks were, are back again. That, that there was, was another NFL player that tweeted, oh, yeah, they're back. The I picks mean, are back. Like last night, that was just like YOLO at the end of the game. So I was like, whatever. But it was it was a tough watch. It was so, so tough to watch, man. Oh. When you get Sam Darnold in there, you're I know. getting Sam Darnold See, minutes. that was the thing. Like losing the bet sucked. I was just looking forward to that game. Yeah. You know, got the better of the number, closed at three and a half, three in some shops. I just wanted to see a good game between what I thought was the two Best teams in the NFC, and that game was over going into the second quarter. Jimmy Garoppolo has a man underneath, and, of course, it's Jacoby Myers again. What's that number? What, four? four, Six grabs now. Six grabs. Wow, that's just gross. Yeah, yeah. And uh, middle middle of the field, just wide open. As we know, we thought maybe that would be Josh Jacobs, but it's it's not. Josh Jacobs, two receptions for zero yards. Good for us. Total down to 33.5. Packers, 6.5 point dogs. Raiders, minus 120 if you want to jump on them. Minus 350 on the money line. Not feeling good about Green Bay covering this 2.5. Uh, uh, five receptions for Jacoby Myers. My bad there. 61 yards. Averaging 12.2 per reception. He has a touchdown in this game. The only touchdown in this game, which was 12 to 1. First touchdown. Nice tackle for a loss right there from Green Bay. They need to get some momentum going. You got injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Van Ness is being forced into action. Their first-round pick out of Iowa hasn't played a whole lot this season. But uh, they got Quay Walker in the tent. I don't think he came back out on the field right now. Devontae's so. on the field, though. I see him there on the bottom of the screen as they're showing yeah. Josh Jacobs get tackled for a loss. Yeah, Green Bay's doing a good job with him tonight. A lot of attention towards Devontae, and that's opening things up underneath for the other guys, Jacoby Myers and Michael Mayer, unfortunately. Probably should have rolled with their props and uh, stayed away from the Devontae. Still plenty of game to go, though. And now we got a Jimmy Garoppolo interception, Rudy Ford on the interception, and now Green Bay's in business. 10-3 game, please no flags, 12.49 to go. And we got a little action, baby. We got a little line movement. Green Bay goes down to being a three-and-a-half point dog from six-and-a-half. Total goes down to three-six-and-a-half. And let's see if Green Bay could do something here. Hopefully get Jaden Reed in the end zone. And that's big right there is the interception by Rudy Ford, Packers safety. Graded out the fourth best defensive player for the Packers last season. We'll take a quick break. Bet MGM tonight continues final hour of the show next from MGM National Harbor.